got to meet Paul's dad the other day. Real nice guy. Really? How did that? How did that happen? I was dropping him off some uh, some brewskis because uh, I forgot uh, to okay. take him over there, and his dad just happened to yeah, show yeah. up. Ah, uh, okay. Didn't get shake that dad's hand though. We had a you know very <laughs> yeah. Coronavirus can you rate? Can you rate that dad for us? Uh, he was uh, out of what? What's my rating I mean, scale? Out of bananas uh, or bananas? Stinker or gem? Stinker or gem? Let's keep it uh keep it in the podcast here. Danny stinker Tanner, or gem? Danny Tanner or the dad <laughs> from what's a bad dad? Uh, <laughs> You're killing this right now. <laughs> uh, bad Santa. Uh, he's that's a, a bad Santa. He's he's definitely also. Well, he's bad. a dad. Is he a dad? I think so. Is it? There's like a little chubby boy that he's with all the time. There's probably a dad in that. Yeah, but he's not his actual dad. He just that kid just fucking. Is he a bad? Is he a, is he a jackass presents bad grandpa or is he a Danny Tanner? I'm gonna look up <laughs> bad dad. No, what about um Father's Day? That dad. Oh that's God. a that's a real bad dad. Oh, Father's Day you're talking about. There's a good Father's Day with some good dads with Robin Williams and uh, Martin, whatever. Short. Nope. Wrong Martin. So, Martin Freeman. No, is, is his name? No, Billy Crystal. I think who's I'm thinking of. Ah yes, Billy's Billy's Crystal. They should call Billy's him Billy Crystals. Diamond. He's a real gem in my eyes. Well, there is a there is a Billy Diamond. Yeah, Robin Williams, right? Billy Crystal. Cool. All, All right. Well, run. you're not rating the dad. I need you to go ahead and do that uh, again. A, from a jackass presents bad grandpa to a Danny Tanner. Give us somewhere in between. Hold on, which one's Danny there. Tanner? I don't even fucking remember. That's the Full House dad. Oh, I don't give. I don't give a fuck about Full House. He's well, good, Brandon, it doesn't dad. matter if you. You know, this, it doesn't this whole rating scale. I just. I don't even fucking acknowledge. How about Doctor Doctor Huxtable? Where does he fall on the spectrum? All right, where's Huxtable? Doctor Huxtable. Oh, that's Bill Cosby, bro. Come on, know your know oh. your sitcom dads. Well, wait, is it the character or the or Bill Cosby? I was going to say, Dev. Okay. What about, can we throw in the pudding pot, bud? Can we, can we throw in the, 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 the uncle from Fresh Prince? Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. He's, uncle Phil. I mean, he's, a, he's, he's an oh, uncle, he, but he's, he's Uncle Phil, dead. absolutely. He's definitely Uncle uncle Phil level. As soon as Paul's dad walked in, he had a brown bag of just gin and immediately started drinking. Fuck yeah. That, I was that's like, tight. This guy is tight. Even had his own mixer and everything, just got right to work. That's good stuff. Good I'm not going to open this. this is good I'm stuff. not opening this episode, man. This is all you Oh, know. I know. I, I was getting ready to do it, and then, and then you, you, you told me how you were not. Quick. I'm eating some peanuts. Is that loud? Uh, yeah, that sounds terrible. Hi, welcome back to the Horrible Podcast. We'd like to bring you face value reviews of horror movies. This week, we're going to do... Some, you know, almost horror movies. We're going to do uh, the Paul Verhoeven episode. Uh, we're going to talk about Total Recall, Robocop, and Hollow Man. Uh, this was just kind of our way of sort of <laughs> doing something that sounded a little more fun this week because the world is a nightmare place. And uh, you probably noticed that we are not mostly in the studio. Uh, we're all separate this week, quarantined. Uh, we're, we're all in various states of horrible life uh so I'm, I'm joined tonight of course by devin how you doing devin i'm here uh i'm actually right across from you but i'm invisible and i'm hollow i'm oh, okay yeah i was gonna say I, i'm a little concerned uh for my my well-being <laughs> oh, god damn it blue shot i fucking got introduced what you seriously jumped in as yeah. soon as Can i you... was introduced I'm just ready to yeah. talk over you. Fuck you, Devin. Damn, there's going to be, it's okay. There's going to be a lot of talking over each other because we usually do this in the same room and we don't have to worry about that kind of shit. And we're not used to this delay. So sure. Please I, I want to be clear that us. what happened was I was trying to make a joke about hollow man. And then you immediately try to make the same joke. So now it's just going to sound like two of us talking over each other. It's going to happen a lot, but uh bluester, how you doing, buddy? You know, I'm, I'm, hey, I'm doing right, man. I'm, I'm hearing everything. Yeah, we're, 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 we're both doing just, awesome. And, uh, I'm fucking here, bro. <laughs> Fuck you, Devin. <laughs> this episode is going to be, this is going to be a, the, the Safety <laughs> Brothers episode two, and we're just going to talk over each other the whole time. <laughs> like, uh, like their presentation, yeah. I was actually talking to my coworker. He just randomly messaged me out of the blue. He's like, yeah, I saw the Uncut Gems movie, but... The, the cheesy editing and the bad music really turned me off. I'm like, what the fucking huh? editing was incredible. I was so like... Wait, bad bad music? Are you Yeah, are you I was so shocked. He did not fucking like it. Uh, anyway, That's really similar to like when I when I talk to my coworkers about... Like like certain coworkers, like I know kind of who who likes the same sort of things I do. But when I talk to ones that, that are not in the same things as me, I always get really weird responses that just make me laugh. I'm like, wow, that is the opposite of how I felt. Yeah, it's like when someone tells me they laughed at Hereditary, I seriously question their 
their mental health, you know, like, <laughs> where, where they're at. Um, yeah, anyway, back to yeah, the original yeah. question. I'm doing all right. I'm fucking okay. been in my house for several days straight and uh, barely seen any other humans. It's fucking yeah. You're you're hardcore quarantined right now. Yeah, because right? I may or may not have, have hung out with somebody recently that was oh, potentially fuck. exposed. So I'm trying I, to, I mean, I'm doing I, my part. I, I think I think at some point that's going to be all of us. So I yeah, don't know. For sure. So I'm just going to learn how to suck my own dick. I mean, if I'm going to suck my own dick, you're on like day three and you haven't figured it out yet. <laughs> it's like, I've been in isolation for like a couple days and I'm already like, dude, pull yourself together. Bored and Get- just drinking. <laughs> fucking just jacking off. There's figure out how to else. suck your own dick. There's nothing Get else to do in this together. world. This episode's fucking going swimmingly. Right now my roommate just messaged me. He said, Hey, is it cool? If we reset the router. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, that's not 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 good. Okay, just just act, just just say that you're going hollow right, real quick. Listen, and just real quiet. If leave, leave your recording going. If if you disappear, we'll just keep talking. We'll just keep going. Yeah, just but don't, you from don't the turn episode. off your recording. Jokes on you. If, 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 uh, if the internet goes out, I'm gonna start talking and do my own podcast. You gotta edit that in. Jesus, that that would be a fucking nightmare. Yeah, this gonna this is already that? gonna be a nightmare to edit. This is good. Uh, but anyways. Um, yeah, so we're going to talk about three films. Um, I guess, uh, the, the easiest thing to do would just be to take these in the, uh, chronological order. So why don't we, I love chronic. Why don't we, why don't we start with, uh, RoboCop? Um, Bluster, do you want to tell us about RoboCop? Absolutely. We're in a, to be a fair, dystop- if we're doing it in chronological order, RoboCop was set in 2015, whereas okay, I'm not- was oh. set. Oh, dude. I know you're the host man, but you just got fucking school. Oh, <laughs> oh, God is ass. God is ass. I, I love how Devin insisted that Matt be the host and he's just fucking disrespecting him in every corner. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay. Sorry. I mean, we, we disrespect Devin when he's the host, so I don't see the problem. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's true. You know, I mean, I, I think with, I think if you're the host, you're still allowed to be disrespected. That's it, that's it comes with the job, baby. It comes with the territory. Yep. Devin, yep. I don't know how you handle, handle such responsibility. Um, Lucifer, I want to hear about the robot cop. Yeah, robot cop. Uh, we're in a fucking. Uh, a dystopian future de- uh, Detroit, which has turned into a complete dumpster fire uh, filled with oh, it, violence. It turned uh, into a dumpster fire. Yeah, come on, man. Show some fucking respect for Detroit, dude. <laughs> Jesus. Um, and it's it's just on the on the verge of just a complete meltdown. There's gang violence, drugs, um, you know, crooked cops, all kinds of bad shit. We've even got potentially robots. Um, anyway, we're following uh, one of our uh, like a kind of like a I wouldn't call him a hero cop, but, you know, he's on the beat. He knows the streets. He's, he's a rookie, sort of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, on, he's on his way. Anyway, he goes out on a potentially harsh job. And, of course, you know, very first day on the job, he is chasing down a fucking uh, just uh, armed gang in, in the middle of the street, just shooting, and they get into a firefight. He gets killed, right? And so, uh, Robo, uh, what's the corp? Uh, what's the corporation that builds the fucking robots called again? Omnicorp. Um, yep, yep, that's it. Yeah, there's a megacorp that, that wants to build a super... A super cop uh, to basically, you know, keep this, the streets safe and not have to put all of our, you know, uh, fabulous uh, crime fighters at risk. So they take his, I think it's just his brain and like parts of his body, encase it in this giant robot uh, fucking metal suit and uh, basically reprogram him to be a fucking badass killing machine. And of course, he kind of uh, takes his own initiative as he tries to remember who he is and uh, try to take down those, uh, those main bad boys. That's There's some bad boys that, that yep. else, oh my gosh you know what speaking of bad dads the fucking bad dad from that 70s show is a bad boy I was yeah this. yeah I forgot about yeah that. rachel mentioned that oh, yeah, i, I haven't really yeah. watched that 70s show what much. he's uh, the fucking dad no. red from that 70s Dude, show he's one yeah, of the best parts yeah. of that show for real he's yeah so, he's, he's iconic so funny we were trying to think of a bad dad earlier that's a fucking bad dad <laughs> but he's like kind um, of a good dad though like let's be well funny. yeah he's mostly a good dad he's kind of like the like a hey kill like you know he's a good dad but he's kind of can we dad. can we just start a new podcast called good good dad bad dad, <laughs> good dad, dad. Like talk, we'll just review different dads about, in movies you know? yes we'll review different dads um yeah so, so that that is like a good uh basic summary of this i think one thing to bring up, of course, is like the this has uh, and maybe this is the beginning of it, but this has like that classic Verhoeven sort of like anti-corporate mm-hmm. tongue in cheek feel to it. Um, one of the first things that, that we start out seeing is that um, there's kind of some inner uh, competition uh, within this corporation, Omnicorp, uh, to create some kind of law enforcement device of some sort. So we have our, uh, one of our big wigs comes up with this thing called, um, what's, what's the, what's the super robot thing called? Uh, ED something or other. ED 209, right? Uh, yeah, that's sure. That sounds right. I can't so they, they, 
they, <laughs> basically they, they come up with this like massive walker and you know they oh, they present it to the, the the board of directors and it's uh, beautifully animated in this uh, stop motion way and um as you can expect this kind of like sets the tone for the whole movie where uh that you know they they turn it on and they have one of the corporate minions go out there and uh, pretend to like hold up a gun to it and they can't get it to stop and it just the the robot just mows him down in a incredibly gory fashion and god it's so funny the, it, it's, it's, incredible. it's so funny and it's like so over the top and it's so vi- like violent and then like the, the the ceo is just like kind of hanging his head down and he's like god damn it damn it not again i lost you, you, mess, you really messed up this time yes, and uh, yes, that it. that's that's where you really get the feeling of like what this movie is going for i think i think verhoven is on point when the the plot is you know minimal right this movie has like a singular yeah. purpose robocop wants to get the bad guy right and then there's this overlaying like veneer of corruption and uh, all kinds of other themes about like gentrification and all these things and like those are happening in the background through the like little news snippets which i fucking yep. love That's because there's classic yeah. beer right absolutely there. Yeah, it's and, so and good it, and they never like and it's stop crazy because it's in it's in like all of his movies except for one which we'll talk about later but um yeah that like this really like sets up his style mm-hmm. and uh i i love the way that uh the way that this movie is structured because we meet our main character um do you remember the actor's name no fucking clue. Some ding dong. I, I I can't think of his name, but um, he's well, he's in a lot of stuff. But, anyways, like uh, he's just got like a, such an interesting looking face, and I'm sure this is why yeah. they, part of, a huge part of why they, cho- they chose him. Um, but he goes on like Brandon said, this kind of mission or or this sort of uh, whatever to go take down this this drug lord, and he's like executed in the most fucking brutal way. God, it's so um, fucked up. And this is so early in the movie. We we see our main character be essentially ruthlessly murdered. They blow off his hand and they like <laughs> shoot him directly in the head. And uh he's essentially dead and they they kind of just are like, "Oh, shit, this is the perfect subject. We're going to take him and we're going to do all this insane shit." So then we cut to um kind of like a first-person perspective, which is such a a cool-looking sequence where he's seeing uh, through his like you know 1980s uh, VHS so sort of good. vision that he's got, mm, I love that and the, they're kind of like every once in a while turning him on. They're you know they're like time is moving by really quickly. They've well, got like a Happy New Year's thing going on. Yeah, that scene um, is is certainly referenced um, in in all kinds of movies and video games since then. Oh yeah, yeah. You see yeah, yeah, it yeah. in Hardcore Henry for sure. I mean that's oh yes, yeah, absolutely. Uh, even the first Halo, Halo CE, and. I, I love that little bit. It actually, to me, felt like a like a little bit of a of a found footage short film kind of s- nestled into the movie as a whole. Yeah, yeah. It felt yeah, like ahead the, of its time. Yeah, it felt like it could have been a VHS bit uh, from like VHS yep. viral or something if they would have expounded yep. on it a little bit. It was pretty cool. I just love how they yeah, do it. Definitely. All the all the visual in this movie are very like neo futuristic eighties. Jesus, I, I I think that this is like the um this is like the Earth equivalent of Alien for me. Oh, it's sure, like, yeah. It, it, I imagine that I could easily see this taking place in the same world as Alien. It's like while that shit's going on in space, this is what's happening down on Earth, and it's like yeah. you get so much of that great like, like this is the '80s view, like view of what the 2000s are going to be like. So is it is it just me or like I feel like every time I watch one of his movies, I forget just how obscenely violent they are. Like I'm like, yeah, there's oh, going to be gore so and, and violence, but like every time I come back to RoboCop, I'd so it's yeah. usually like five, ten years. Well. And I'm just like, you know, holy fucking shit! This movie is just insanely over the top. And like, you they, know play what I it, think, they play it for laughs, though, which I which I super appreciate. Yeah, I, I think that the reason why you forget about it is that like, I I think this kind of leads into just uh, Verhoeven's style as a whole. But like, he has this like this this style of like an an eight like an like a B movie elevated or like yeah. a B movie yeah, taken sure. to like a more pulpy. Um, it, it's very pulpy but he does obviously have a lot more going on under the surface and i think that's the thing is that like ultimately when you think about his movies you kind of remember the bits on the side and i think it's easy to forget like just how deep into the like b-movie territory we, we do get in in, well, in most of these we, we we didn't we never brought up dylan's not here right now but dylan said it he he stands by that beer the dumbest smart director out there that, or, one what, of the, or was it the smartest dumb director one, whatever one of the smartest dumb directors out there because, <laughs> yeah. yeah he knows yeah. what he's doing right he's got let's be real he has a fucking good grasp on what he does because we've seen 
him do Starship Troopers and, and this and Total Recall. He obviously has a way about him. He knows what he's doing. And he knows what he's doing is, is kind of silly and pulpy and dumb. But it's cool mm -hmm. to see someone like him take pretty serious themes and have fun with it. Add him some levity, add him some crazy gore, some over-the-topness, uh, some goofiness. And, and what you get is pretty classic Vero, but it's, it's, it's one yeah. of a kind. There's a and you and you still can definitely see how people can sort of like analyze these movies a little deeper and get yeah. like a little bit more something out of it, which is cool. It's I, I love when you can have a movie that is like fun to watch and, and entertaining. But if you want to dig deeper, that's available to you if you want it. Yeah, it's not so self-serious, which I like about it. I mean, I think both Total Recall, Starship Troopers and then Robocop are all really good examples because... They they have like a world going on and I fucking love movies where there's just things happening yeah. in the background. There's like little yep. creatures or like, you know, character yeah, design. His, his world building is great. And he does it like just I think Total Recall is probably not the best example of this, but a lot of times it's very in the background. It's just kind of hiding under the surface. So you're just watching the movie, you're fucking watching the violence, you're watching the nonsense and the cheesy acting. And if you don't want to pay attention to those things, they're not like beating you over the head by it. No way. Yeah. But if you keep going back to it, you're just going to notice like all kinds of cool little details. And I think Starship Troopers probably does the best bit because it just literally f completely fleshes out this whole like militaristic world they've got going on and how yeah. normalized it is. And it's just like, I don't know, it's like shocking as you as you realize it every time you go back to it. Um. So here's a question. Have either of you seen the remake of this movie? No. Uh, okay. I, I haven't man, either. I thought, yeah, I've heard it's actually not it terrible. Didn't we almost watch it? Uh, we did we almost watch it maybe i don't know we, we didn't wa i didn't watch it with you Fuck. Um, for some reason i thought i've seen it or maybe i like, yeah, saw a review of it or something but we, I'm, I'm weirdly interested in watching it and i also found out i, I guess i forgot about this but there's a total recall remake as well oh yeah we were yeah, talking that, about that, that came really, out literally really like shitty. it came out like 22 years after the fucking original which is such a weird fucking spacing yeah. for yeah, if it was 20 years would it be fine 22 no years no no i think i think i think you got to give a fucking remake at least 30 years right <sighs> fuck i don't know they, they they don't no one's following any rules when it comes to remakes maybe just, not but 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 this we're we're in the era of 90s be, movies being remade now i guess you yeah, know what yeah I don't know. Maybe, maybe no. Maybe it was. It, it was. Uh, well, Devin, the nineties were almost thirty years ago. Basically yeah, you're right. Whatever. Ago. But so, it, so I just couldn't believe it existed, and it came out literally in two thousand twelve. It just, it just came and went. I guess nobody yeah, it cares. Really did. It really I've did. Ever no. seen an image of it? I don't even know. What yeah, yeah. I, I completely forgot it existed. The RoboCop remake, I, I kind of remember loosely. It has like kind of interesting design for the the characters and shit but uh i don't know i don't have by, much interest it was by lynn wiseman the underworld director oh god underworld oh total recall or robocop sucked. total recall oh dear. Recall, oh, dear man. just put it back <laughs> all right well anyways um i guess we can wrap up robocop unless you guys have anything else to really delve into uh, no i'm good all right cool cool uh devin tell us what you think about robocop okay this is my first time fully seeing it um Oh, okay. Really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was really excited to come to come back and finally watch this as a whole. Because uh, you you seen like bits, I'm sure, right? Oh yeah, uh, there was some moments that I saw as a kid, probably watching on yeah. UPN, uh, yeah. Big Fifty Eight, yeah. when I was fucking ten years old at fucking eleven p.m. right before. RoboCop was weirdly marketed like not the movies themselves but like tons of RoboCop toys and yeah. like all kinds of yeah, shit was marketed to kids fun, no. <laughs> it's it's really weird it's like the kids should not be watching this oh, movie no, no. Uh, I would have been watching it when I was past my bedtime as a kid but um and some and some moments really stood out to me kind of disturbed me because I, I couldn't believe how violent it yeah. was um, yeah. yeah this is one of my my more favored uh, Verhoeven movies because I, I, I love sci-fi but I like it when it's a little more grounded um in Oh, yeah. So, yeah, some kind of a, a mismatch between a true detective and um, whatever, something sci-fi uh, I can't think of. But, yeah, it, uh, it, it's, it's kind of it's it's kind of what I wanted out of the original Blade Runner, which I wasn't – which I'm not over the moon about because I don't feel like enough happens in it. It's That's fair. Yeah. Blade Runner, I get it. You know, I don't want to be sacrilegious. It's great, but I – But you are I being want, sacrilegious, you bet. I know, but I wanted more – what I like, I, I agree actually. Yeah, yeah, what Robocop does that Blade Runner does doesn't do is it, it adds a little bit more levity, which I which I appreciate, and a shit ton more action, a shit ton more gore, a shit ton more over the topness, and that's why I prefer this kind of eighties uh, pulp over a movie like Blade Runner. Um, yeah, uh, this movie is just it checks off all the boxes of something I want out of an eighties action movie. When I think of eighties action, I don't generally think of something. 
uh, that's going to get me Oscar nods or that's going to break, crack my top ten or be profound or make me shed a tear. I th when I think of '80s action, I want Rambo. I want um, I want RoboCop. I want gore. I want cheese and, and uh, all that stuff. So RoboCop's perfect. It's it's perfect for what it is. Uh, I'm glad I finally got around to seeing it, but it's it's again not necessarily going to be something I I think about forever. But goddamn, I mean, it, it is a fun fucking movie and, and checks all the boxes for an awesome 80s flick uh, and a hard R, which you, I, I fully appreciate. Uh, it, it's good. It's a gem for sure. Sweet. Bluster, what do you think? Yeah, obviously I'm on the same boat as Devin. And I hadn't seen it for a long, long, long time since I was a kid. I watched mm -hmm. it um, a year or two ago and I was just like blown away by how competent it was. Because um, I, yeah. I always thought of Robocop as being a schlocky kind of nonsense movie, but... I think if you're, you know, 13 when you watch it, that's just all you're going to get, or 15 or however the however fucking old I was. This movie is just surprisingly competent, well-paced, and interesting while while acting like it's dumb. And I think I just think it's just I think the the tone and, and lack of seriousness for most of the movie is is just so much uh, to its to its betterment because you're you're relaxed, you're taken off taken off guard. I mean, you're seeing some pretty talented act actors at least, uh, or at least some some recognizable faces, and you see tons of cool props and action and fucking violence. I mean, what more could I possibly ask for? Um, it's weird though, because this isn't a movie like I think about watching often. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just too over the top, too, too brutal. Um, it's not something I would, you know, put on every month, but it's definitely so cool to revisit. Robocop is definitely a gem. Sweet. Um, yeah, for my review, I, I would say about the same as you guys. I think this is, uh, probably his objectively best film. Um, I, I really appreciate that this is like a very entertaining kind of silly movie, but uh, yeah, I, I think that in, in some ways it, it's kind of ahead of its time on, on a lot of the stuff that it was doing. Um, it, it's like there there's definitely a lot you can sort of like delve into and analyze on it if, if you choose to do that, if you're someone that likes to do that. Um, but if you don't, doesn't matter because you still have a pretty fun uh, B movie essentially. Um, yeah, it's a it's a gem for me. You know, Cop you know who should have uh, fucking sh should have remade that fucking movie is the goddamn Turbo Team. Ooh, I could see that. Yeah, yeah. They definitely I wonder took what they're what they're up Robocop. to right now. I hope oh, they're yeah, making sure. something. They're doing. We know if they're doing Turbo Kid too right now. Oh really? Oh wow. Sick. Okay. Yeah. Ah, that's good. All right. So yep, that's three gems, and I uh, Dylan also gave this a gem. Uh, As he should. Um, all right, so I guess we'll move on. You know, I did say we would do them in order, but I think we should do a, a little sandwich here. Um, I think we should talk about Hollow Man next. Mm, um, I love a Devin, Hollow do you want to tell us about Hollow Man? Yeah, it's easy. Um, I mean, <laughs> this is from what, what? What year is this from? By the way, two thousand. Two thousand. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So funny thing, little precursor. Um, I've been mixing. There have been three movies I've been mixing up for fucking probably my entire life, and they all came out around okay, the same time. They okay. all the same goddamn actors. It, it was Hollow Man, fucking What Lies Beneath, and um, the something key. What what's that fucking? There's another Kevin Bacon movie. No uh, idea. I have Edge no idea. of something. All right. See, I, I, this is this is the problem here. I always fuck these movies up. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll get to it eventually. Just type Hollow in Man. random shitty Kevin Bacon movie. I'm well, sure let's, the first let's look at See, I got a computer by me. I can do this. Kevin Bacon key something. Ooh, I'm getting nothing, boys. I'm <laughs> getting is, nothing. This is good shit. Uh, I'll figure it out. But um, Hollow Man is about Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon is a renowned uh, super... <laughs> it's about Kevin Bacon, the actor, uh, who is actually named uh, Sebastian Kane. Is, yeah, Kane, Sebastian yeah. Kane. Oh, weird biblical allusion. Kane, bad boy. But um, he he's a pretty renowned, very smart, very very uh, conceited uh, sexual predator scientist slash sexual predator. <laughs> Basically, for whatever reason. They've already been able to turn animals invisible with some kind of serum. Like that's pretty a fucking incredible feat. But they're trying to win the <laughs> this, Nobel that Prize. Me up. They're trying to win the Nobel Prize because if they can make them uninvisible, apparently that's what impresses the military and all the scientists <laughs> and all the bigwigs, the powers that be. So at his fucking sweet night Windows three point one 
desktop setup. Listen, this this is Windows Millennium Edition at this point. My bad. He's got Windows ME, dude, fucking crashing yep. every second. <laughs> but he's he's looking at these sweet 3D fucking molecules or whatever, and he's able dude, to. Dude, I hate it. I hate to interrupt you, but um, this is actually weirdly accurate because my dad is a molecular chemist, and this is actually really, really, really similar to what he would do when or at that wow. time. They're just clacking on it's the like keyboard weirdly, like my simulation is broken. It. It, it legitimately that is almost exactly what his like programs look like just a weird aside oh, the, but the anyway. programs did, they look legit but anyway uh he figures out holy shit i made these fucking gorillas invisible and now i can make them visible again boom comes up the serum figures it out so now they can safely make people go invisible and then uninvisible i guess that was the idea is that they didn't want them to just be invisible forever so he's able to figure right. out how to make these motherfucking gorillas visible again <laughs> and then before giving it over to the military, he's like, no, man, I want all the glory. We're going to f- figure this out ourselves. We can do this on humans. So he volunteers himself, of course, because he's a big bad boy, Mr. Sebastian Kane, that is. And uh, they make him invisible. And it's, uh, it's a success. He lives through it. He enjoys it. It's all good. Uh, he might enjoy it too much. Uh, so rather than coming back to real life and becoming visible again, he decides to stay invisible, and as he does, he's, he, the, it all goes to his head, the power, the, everything he can get away with, and he starts molesting people, doing weird shit that you shouldn't do, uh, whether you're visible or not, uh, and eventually um, goes on a crazy spree of revenge and, and madness and violence because he finds out that his ex, who is his lab partner, is actually kind of dating his other lab partner, Josh Brolin, Mr. Matthew. So Linda and Matthew are having kind of a, a thing. Even though they're not together uh, anymore, he gets crazy, loses his mind, and starts kind of taking it out on the whole lab team and everyone. And they got to stop this fucking invisible man. Yeah, they do got to stop him. He's a really bad boy. It's pretty, um, pretty tough to kill those guys when you can't see him, you know? Dude, there's a Hollow yeah. Man 2 that came out straight to video <laughs> in 2006. Oh dear. All right. So yeah, the thing I, I I immediately noticed about this is that like, uh, Starship Troopers was what like ninety six, right? Yeah, late nineties. Um. Idea. So yeah, I, I'm pretty sure it is. I I think it's nineties. So the thing about this movie is like, I guess I, I guess I didn't expect it to be less Verhoeveny. Um. I I think that immediately this movie is like way worse looking than his other movies. I think it's like got way less of his personality way yeah, less of, of his style yeah this um, is probably I think a this bigger is, release what's weird though is like is, the the cg effects were surprisingly good like actually they're not bad um i was fucking th- I mean, shocked sometimes sometimes they're bad but in kind of like a, a kind of fun schlocky way that, that is perfectly in line with the rest of his right stuff. i don't think it's off-putting or anything um like there's a there's a there's a i love when he the effect when they first inject you with the serum that makes you turn visible yeah again. Um, you start to see first the skeleton and then next like all the muscles and all Dog the veins meat. and then you get to see, you get to see his um, skin, his skinless dick Damn, that, was, that uh, was what I was wondering really right there. wait that's not what dick. girls dicks look like um, <laughs> god and and you know there's there's some cool ideas here like I liked that they they had these um, thermal vision goggles to sort of be able to actually see the animals they're operating on and everything and of course those come into play later when they're trying to figure out where the fuck Kevin Bacon is and who is he touching now? See, they, um, they, they do they, they do a few smart things at the beginning. They set up like the, the goggles and some of the ways they're going to play around yeah, with the invisibility yeah, later, yeah. which is fun. Yep. They do yep. like a really shitty sloppy job of setting up some of the characters and like basic rat brain motivations. Like this yeah. guy, like this girl, this girl, like I, this. I actually, like, you know, it's I, I will say I think I, I think if I'm going to praise anything like one of them maybe the characters I, I actually think the characters are characters are pretty well done they're um, fine for I mean, the most part i'm not i wasn't even I, making fun of that i'm just saying like they, they do a oh, good yeah, job yeah. at the beginning of setting things up yeah the problem yeah, is yeah. is that like all the fun things and all the spooky things we could do they like really waste time being super pervy for a huge chunk in the middle there where like nothing's happening and kevin bacon's just like assaulting people like that's where yeah that's where like I there's like the, a, a, just a dearth of just fucking boredom there i don't know yeah that's the thing and that that's ultimately definitely where this goes wrong like i i think that yeah a huge thing is like this is mostly boring i think a big problem with that is that the stakes are raised or i I guess not the stakes but the um the his his heinous acts are immediately so bad so early on that it's it you know I see what they're doing They're They're definitely flipping it around. They definitely are like, Oh shit. You know, Kevin Bacon is the villain, but, um, that happens so, so, so early. 
a couple thoughts there. Uh, I I actually that's funny that funny that that's the way it is. I enjoyed this movie before the horror was even introduced. I actually sure. I yeah, liked, sure. yeah, 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 yeah. I liked the the drama between Josh Brolin and Linda. I thought they were. This, that's what I'm saying. I want I wanted yeah. more of that before we got to like I wanted a lot more yeah. of that before we started getting into the crazy shit. It later. all it all felt pretty wholesome and, and neat. And um, then once Kevin Bacon flipped the switch, it was like, oh, what the fuck? And once that happened, also. This was one of those interesting moments that I've rarely had in a movie where I don't know who the protagonist is. Who's the yeah. main character? Yep. And this this is where it would have been smart to have to switch to, um, I almost said Sharon Stone, but that's Total Recall. Uh, uh, what Elizabeth Shue, uh, her character. Mm-hmm. This is where it would have been smart. And they kind of do that a little bit, but it's Barely. not enough. She's just not flushed out and or compelling. They're gonna turn, yeah. yeah, she's got to like, go Aaron from your yeah. next or some shit. And like, from what I understand, like dope. this is this is what uh, the, the new Invisible Man is. It's more focused on uh, the, the, the the main female character. Oh, yeah. So that's like, and, that's like the big her, problem we run into here. Because like Kevin Bacon, you know, like I'm thinking about Kevin Bacon and, and Tremors. He's so like charismatic and like has a great face and he's funny to watch yeah, and like yeah. super interesting. And this movie... He has those for a bit. They're taken away because he's literally invisible. And then basically they're replaced with a fucking, you know, complete piece of shit, which is fine. But then you don't you don't have anything to fill those shoes. Like there's no one really that interesting. Yep. Josh Bowen isn't doing jack shit. Uh, yep, yep, shoe, yep. whatever. Uh, buckle my shoe. She's not fucking, <laughs> so doesn't, have, doesn't have anything to do really. And they're like, ah, he's just going around being invisible. And he's, he's, he's a nice guy. He's definitely not fucking assaulting anybody, you know, like. They're just like not taking it seriously. Oh yeah, it, it takes them yeah. so long for act for them to actually like be like this. Gets, this is fucked up. They'll just get felt up and, well, and, and molested, and they're and just like, oh, okay. Honestly, there's there's an interesting story there because like you know this could be about like you know how when when people have power they are often like excused for their bad behavior and and you know right. the people that are below them are very quick to come to their defense and sort yeah. of excuse that behavior sure. and they they could have definitely expanded upon that more but ultimately it just doesn't it just it just does something that's very boring and it and it's should have could have would you know it's 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 lacking that like verhoven flair that's a huge problem for me is because there's not you know, if there is any sort of like message here, if there is any sort of like satire here, it, no. it's not clear. There's no satire. There's, no, I don't. there's so little levity in this movie. There's like very little comedy. So, yeah, those are the differences right there. Not no levity, very little, if not no levity, um, no satire at all. Um, the one thing that it does have that I think is 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 purely Verhoeven uh, is it, it, some of the visuals. I think are are pretty Verhoeven. Yeah. And, it, and, yeah. and it's it's you get the Verhoeven visuals with a very very grounded story which could be cool if you did if you, if you did like um a very everything's grounded almost magical realism it's just a, a bunch of people in a lab except for the verhoven flare as far as the visuals go that could be really fucking cool one um, thing that sorry one th- i was just gonna say one thing i think he always does really really well is like like i, I don't know what else to call it other than like you know physical comedy like um you think about like robocop or yeah. Star troopers there's always something physical that happens there's like a really big gun or like a huge prop or something yeah, stupid. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. like yeah. this guy's literally fucking invisible we can't think of any funny gags to do with that like they literally don't and, even try you know and bum me out. another thing that's really missing from all you know the other the other big three like starship troopers total recall robocop this has no sense of world building like those two no. right this not is just, at all because they're literally this just is just lab. Yeah, right and it you know in the lab is not even interesting God, there's nothing no, like different lame. about it than any other lab and any other thing it's not it's not retro looking it's not futuristic looking it's just blank gray this walls like, everywhere we have this like is no like idea the, this uh, is like the 20 year old version of fucking seeing a dude like Robert Eggers make the witch and then fucking Marvel being like, Hey, you want to make a fucking uh, Mysterio movie or some shit? Like, <laughs> because this dude was fucking killing it with, with uh, Robocop killed it with fucking total recall and then killed it with starship troopers. And then some yeah. big company was just like, here, take this money and make this horror movie with this. Is, is that what this was like? I, well, I, don't, I don't know. know. What the I, I, was know like. I think Holloman was a big release. release. Yeah, it did. Holloman was big. And I feel like they, it, they it probably like stripped the, all that shit out of the, out of the movie. Like there's no, there's no sense of like, Sure. political climate or anything going on like why are we trying to build yeah. this invisible that, man why true. does it this, fucking this matter this was made to get yeah this was made to yeah, get yeah you know what it, it 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 it's so weird now that you mention it because you would think because this is like a defense contract and this is like a military contract if in any other verhoven movie yes. he would have like there'd be some like very very like 
prevalent uh, sort of message about the military or something. Right, guerrilla warfare. Oh, no, some there's kind nothing of political here. plot. There'd be so, so guerrilla warfare. I like it, Brandon. I yeah, nice. This movie, had, <laughs> I think, had easily its biggest box office. It, it was like 200 million or something, and they gave him okay. 95 million to make it. I, I remember. I remember watching trailers for this in middle school or whatever, um, and and being like, "Oh, it looks spooky." Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I I was thinking of Stir of Echoes, by the way. That was the other. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I okay. always mixed up Hollow Man, Stir of Echoes, and What Not Lies Beneath. So that was unfair about actually Hollow Man. The other two, What Lies Beneath and uh, Stir of Echoes, I have no idea which one's which. They're both fucking the same movie, and I can't tell you one thing that happened. To either. <laughs> I have no idea what happened to either of those movies. One thing to this movie's credit is I I this is not a time later. I will remember this the, the weird gorilla getting turned back into fucking real life. It has its moments. No, absolutely. Yeah. And I, and I want to say like I'm oh, sorry. No, I was going to say it it does culminate into a pretty insane climax which those yeah. movies that I mentioned before don't really have much if any kind of climax at all. You have fucking explosions, you have crazy CGI, you have big stuff happening um despite it being clearly it may be his weakest movie that we've seen in this kind of um genre i guess yeah, that's that's what was like I, shocking me the ending sorry man i just want to say like the, i thought the ending was surprisingly competent and even though they didn't do any gags for laughs or like really lean into the horror too much i thought they did a really cool job of just using his invisibleness and playing with it with different like liquids and stuff and different weapons like yeah it was actually I, pretty fun i i was just so checked out by that point sure. to be honest because i i think that this movie has its issues but i think the biggest one is that i i find it to be very dull um, mm-hmm. I, I just, I just was having such a hard time not looking at my phone or just like mentally checking out. It was just, sure, it was kind of a slog for me. And I guess that's going to go into my review. I, I think that it's a, it's a shame because I, I do think that there are some very interesting topics almost being explored here. Um, I think that there is a lot that could have been done with this. And I think it's an interesting take on the, the sort of, I guess, somewhat tired by this point, invisible man story. Um, but I, I just think that uh, it's it's definitely his weakest film. It doesn't have a lot of the stuff that I would want from his films, and it's just it's just ultimately really nothing. I, I it's hollow, you could say. Wow. I, I got really not much out of it. So I don't know. It's not. It, it just it it definitely has some some troubling elements. It's just not. Um, it's not really worth watching either. Is the thing really? I I just. I don't think it's worth it. So it's a stinker for me. Um, Blister, what do you say? Yeah, this one's like such a, a mixed bag for me because when it started out, it was hammy and corny and I was kind of, yeah. I was like, I already knew the premise. So I was like very interested to see, okay, what are we going to do with I, I was I was interested at first, yeah. Exactly. Like there's a lot going on in this movie. And of course, we literally just saw two other Verhoeven movies. This is going to be, you know, I have a lot of expectations from this fucking guy, even though he's like the schlock king or whatever we want to call him. Um but ultimately, like, once we get past that initial point, Kevin Bacon goes invisible, we lose our main character. It just gets weird and kind of gross and kind of freaked me out. And I was checking out for my own health at that point. And then by the time we get back into the action, even though it's good, I'm just second guessing myself the entire time. Like, what am I fucking watching this for? What am I getting? <laughs> and I think it's it's weird because in any other cast, like, let's say we were watching, you know, a fucking uh, that super bad Italian zombie movie that Dylan hates or some other stinker fest or time to live. Burial grounds. Burial grounds, yeah. If we're watching something like that or, uh, you know, Come to Daddy or Children Shouldn't Play With Dead Things and then I watch Hollow Man, I'm like, well, yeah. We haven't watched Come to Daddy. That's the Elijah Wood. Sorry, sorry. There's, uh, I'm thinking of uh, Father's Day, my bad. Um, oh, right, right. If I watch some Mondo stinker and then I put on Hollow Man, I'm going to be like, yeah, this is amazing. This is the best thing I've ever seen. But just, you know, compared to this guy's other work, I mean, you can do so much better. I think that this is completely missing, like, the, the Verhoeven touch. This is like, the, like the flaccid, half-filled-in CG Kevin Bacon dick of, of his career. Like, this is fucking... It was a, it was a stinker, Seth. <laughs> All right, uh, Devin, what do you think? Um, you know what? I don't really... Despite, I think the conversation was kind of went in a certain direction pretty early on, and I couldn't really rerail it, but I don't think I really dislike this movie that much. Um, I Maybe going in, assuming I was going to watch this fucking... This weird fucking completely time deleting late 90s early 2000s movie like stir of echoes or what lies beneath and then getting mm-hmm. hollow man kind of helped out but i was fully on board for i want to i want to say almost the first half of it um yeah. with 
Yeah, mm-hmm. I really liked. I like. I really liked the dynamic between Kevin Bacon's character and the, the ex and Joff Brolin as vanilla and boring as Joff Brolin was, being one of the best actors of our generation. Uh, no, he's incredible. Yeah, he's incredible. Um, but um, I was like, this is fun. This is fine. I this is this is interesting, intriguing. Uh, then it really, really, really lulled for a good fucking forty-five minutes. That's when I really checked out and kind of stopped caring. And then it kind of re-railed with a crazy ending, a stupid 2000s shitty CGI effect. Sure, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I see this as a kind of forgettable but somewhat enjoyable popcorn flick from the early 2000s that I could see myself going to a theater as a middle school or high school with, um, I don't know, some popcorn and some friends and, and checking it out and maybe get some enjoyment out of it. It's really not great, um, but... I was going to give it a, a light gym going in. I think I'm still going to, um, despite the conversation kind of making me want to change that. But after watching it, I was okay. I was okay with it. But it's like the most fucking unprofound movie you'll ever see in your life. <laughs> so, is that so, a gym? so is that a light gym? It's a light gym. Or? Yeah, it's a light gym. Okay. But okay. like, I'm never going to watch it again, ever. I don't think that's crazy either. Yeah. Like, I didn't hate it either. It's no. just, I just, now that I'm like thinking about it and thinking about the other two movies you watch, it's like, it just... I would never recommend it to anybody. Like, does that does that make sense? Like, it's fucking. I'm giving it a light gym, but I wouldn't be like, you need to see Hollow Man. Basically, if someone was like, I'm gonna watch Hollow Man, you wouldn't say, Oh God, please don't do it. You'd right. be like, oh, just wait. Okay. Like, okay, okay, have a drink. Maybe you'll have fun. I don't know. Yeah. Um. All right. So yeah, we're gonna go next into Total Recall. Oh yeah. Um. And I guess I'll I'll go ahead and uh, explain that one. Give it to me. Uh, Total Recall is from 1990. Uh, it stars Arnold Schwarzenegger and uh, Michael Ironside, a bunch of other people, uh, uh, Sharon Stone. Uh, so Total Recall is about a man who's named Quaid, I think. Uh, yeah. Something, something Quaid. Quaid's his last name, I guess. Douglas Quaid. Um, Doug Quaid. Okay, cool. Thank you. Because Doug, Doug McQuaid is the dude from 21 Jump Street. <laughs> wow. Um, so yeah, uh, so, so Doug Quaid is living in sort of like a, a uh, uh, kind of uh, I don't know, not far future, but far enough to where uh, space travel is is sort of normal, and uh, people go on vacations to places like Mars and Saturn and such. Uh, so Douglas Quaid <clears throat> lives somewhat of a normal life, but uh, he 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 really he's he's constantly dreaming about Mars, and he's always thinking about Mars, uh, much to his wife's chagrin. Um, so he he decides that instead of going to Mars, he's going to check out this place called, um, what is that place called? I'm, I can't, I'm blanking on it. No fucking clue. The, the memory place. Uh, Total Recall. What? Nope. That's not the, no, that's the name <laughs> of the movie. Um, but no, yeah, he, so there's essentially a place that he wants to go to where they, uh, they advertise this place everywhere. It's on the train. He's seeing it all over the place. He's like, all right, fuck this. I'm going to check it out. So they basically offer to, give you um a sort of like mental experience of going on vacation you they essentially implant a memory of vacation you sort of live it mentally um and it's it's meant to be as real as a a real memory uh so they go to them and he's like okay cool uh i want to go to mars and they let you choose like do you maybe you want to have a new identity maybe you want to be a spy or a millionaire playboy or or whatever so he chooses spy (laughs) and they start the procedure but something goes wrong and um, his his memories may or may not be scrambled. And really, ultimately, this is kind of like a sci fi mindfuck where we're trying to decide what is real, what is really happening. Um, his friends are are turning against him. People in his life are revealing themselves to be um, <laughs> uh, actively uh, uh, deceiving him on, on all levels and uh things kind of descend into chaos in his life from this moment forward it's called recall it's called recall okay cool cool there, I, yeah, think so, the, I think the phrase total recall comes from like there's uh something that happens in the procedure yeah, or something that's exactly what it is so so what happens is um total recall is a reference to um his him regaining the rest of his memories because essentially what happens is the procedure goes wrong and they're like okay um just fucking wipe his memory. Uh, we'll pretend that he was never here, etc. Mm-hmm. So yeah, th- this is definitely. I, Devin mentioned uh, uh, Blade Runner earlier. This one definitely reminds yeah. me a lot of Blade Runner. It's, yeah. it's almost like Blade Runner from a different 
perspective sort of and a totally different tone obviously yeah and again, think, yeah go ahead blister i was gonna say i think i think he does a good job this is probably one that gave me more blade runner vibes not because it's as dark i think this is a lot more colorful and like vibrant and almost like this one's very blade runner yeah positive this is but like the world feels very similar and there's a lot of clearly a lot of like turmoil and like yeah, conflicting ideals is, and stuff that's fun this is definitely mm-hmm. his most like fantastical movie and i yes. think that this is also his um this is like the the one with the least to say i think and and I don't think that's a bad thing. I think this one is definitely the most straightforward. This is a this is an action flick, um, and it's gonna have a lot of twists and turns in, from like a sci-fi perspective. See, I guess I kind of looked at it from a different eye because to me this is probably more complicated than like a RoboCop. Like, sure, maybe the ideals or the themes aren't as he- as as heady, but like, that's the, what I meant. This it's movie like the is message, like so it's super twisty and turny, which I fucking yes. love because yeah. oh, I loved it. it yeah. Like we we're, were constantly, you know, if, if like one person looked at their phone, everyone's like, "Yo, did you fucking see that?" And then we're all like trying yeah. to depict like what the fuck yeah, just happened, yeah. and it turns into yeah. like this complicated discussion and a mess. And like, I mean, not to jump ahead here much too much, but or jump ahead too far, but like the, through the entire movie, they're keeping you on the suspense of, you know, when does the movie begin or end? Oh, I or... didn't expect that. So yeah, the and I movie, fucking loved it. It's kind of akin to a movie like Vanilla Sky or something. It, it literally starts out with our protagonist agreeing to to be a part of this real v- VR style simulation. Mm-hmm. So naturally from there on, there's going to be many points, including it until the probably until the very end, and maybe even then some, where you're wondering, is mm-hmm. this part of the fucking virtual reality? Is this part of the recall, yeah, or is this yeah. is this for real right now? And so yep. I didn't expect that going in. I didn't really even know the premise of this movie to be honest. Oh, nice. I, okay. I've never know. I didn't know shit about this except there was a three titted woman at some point. Yeah, yeah. I didn't wait for that part. I misremembered her as being green though, so I was really disappointed. Uh, I, it was just I, a regular. I misremembered her as being in uh, Fifth Element. <laughs> oh, nice. So anyway, I can never which, remember which one has the three. Which movie got three titty? Well, spoilers, this one. Why Uh, not all of them, honestly? Speaking of spoilers, um, we don't spoil the movies, but if you know the premise at all, you know it's about a guy getting this thing done. So you should expect twists and turns throughout. It's it's a fucking mind game, for sure. It's a mind fuck. And I think it's They're constantly fucking with you, too. Yeah, absolutely. And the the whole premise here is is that we're... uh, Douglas McQuaid, or whatever the fuck his name is, is trying... (laughs) He, he, he basically gets a message from a stranger, right? And they say, hey, you're, you know, you're not who you think you are. Watch this video or take this briefcase and you figure out who you are. He basically sends himself uh, from the past on this, you know, this mission to, one, get himself back, but also, two, you know, find out what his previous life is and kind of, I guess, accomplish his goals. And while that's happening, like, he's being chased by this giant megacorp who uh, is basically, like, running Mars, right? This all takes place on Mars. And they're basically running the show because they mine some unobtainium mm-hmm. or whatever the fuck it is. And um, it, it like, I don't know. I, I, I love it. It's like such a simple thrust, but then there's constantly like political, you know, uh, sabotage happening and there's like explosions yep. and shit. And like, you know, yeah, there's like a, space there's like a resistance faction and, and they're, you know, that that's a whole thing is like, who's working for the resistance? Who's working for the, the, the company. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that uh, two things really like, Schwarzenegger is the perfect pick for this role. God, and I think that he's so fucking bad. I love. It. I I think that this movie simply would not work without him. I I think that like he is like just perfect for this. I think he's dumb and enough I, that it's it's like he's gullible and believable. I think it works. Like, but he's he's just got that like. There's something about him and his charisma. There, there's something about him that is so perfect for this role. He's also just um, fucking huge, and I like to watch him. He's absolutely dudes. massive, and it's it's hilarious. And and I love that they play with that like. Like you know, they've got the 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 machine set up so that any normal human could not escape out of it. But this dude's a fucking massive behemoth, so of course he could just bust out of these things. Oh, I love um, it. But I also think this is uh, Verhoeven's best movie visually. I think this one, the effects are absolutely amazing. The sets are amazing. The practical effects are amazing. Can I can there's I just so say many, there, there's like so much there's so many effects in this movie. It's almost overwhelming. Yeah. Like. For instance, yep. there's one like side character. I called him a minor character, but he ends up being more important. But like literally they reveal that he has this this feature about his body, right? It's like mm-hmm. a three second scene, but it involves yeah. this giant animatronic like alien arm. And it's so fucking beautiful and incredible. It would literally be like the prop in any lesser movie. And they're like, yeah, this guy's yeah. got it. Who cares? Scene's over. And it's just yeah. like and then, I can't believe they built well, this shit. Well, then it but will, just go ahead. down to the down to the world building, like all the cars all look so cool. Like 
at this the cityscapes looks look amazing like there's huge billboards like that are like animated which i'm sure at the time was like a they built everything really for cool movie. thing they built like cities um, and blocks and cars and there's guns a and everything there's a great scene uh at one point where he's wearing uh, arnold schwarzenegger is wearing a disguise uh oh, as like God. a, a large woman yeah what an and insane when when and and you know i thought he was gonna like peel off the mask sort of mission impossible style no the head opens up like electronically and it looks it looks amazing i like i don't know if it was cg or if it was um some kind of practical effect but it looks so fucking good he pulls it off he throws it at them it explodes well, it's like it, it's so 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 fun we should point out that the, the 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 makeup stuff is done by rob botten who did the thing and the howling um yeah that it, makes perfect yeah, fucking show it's insanely good and it might not surprise you guys that this fucking won an academy award for best visual effects did it really? It, it, it needed to. I'm not, I'm not surprised, yeah. but I'm like so happy because it's got, it, it, it got needs a fucking, it. Yeah, I got a fat Oscar, Total Recall, and I think he was, like, yeah. I, I, it's funny because I've seen like bits and pieces of this, and I, I didn't really consider this, but like this is legitimately one of those movies that when you watch it, like you feel like you're transported to like a different time in a different place. Like I, I, I think that this is one of those, it's just a really, really immersive movie. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Because they, 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 they work so hard to build the the fucking the little physical locations and you're just constantly moving from place to place to place it does feel pretty organic i mean there's other than like the bars are unnaturally well lit like other than that that's the only thing i thought was kind of weird but like there's just well, maybe it's because out. they're on mars and they 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 want more of that like sunlight feel sure what you know whatever i'm not i'm looking i'm not gonna fucking psychoanalyze it but yeah, like, there's just stuff going on, right? There's people living their lives in the background and like the, the, everything is detailed and thought out. Right. Absolutely. And like, you just can't help but feel the care. And like, there's some amazing, uh, just like huge, uh, not, not sets, but like miniatures in the, in the later part of the movie. And when I think back to total recall, as I was watching it, it was, it was pretty fun. I was laughing at the gags. I liked all the effects, you know, Arnold's acting was super hammy, but I didn't care. And all the twists and turns were fun. But there's something about like the way this movie wraps up. Like I think the climax is super fun and the way like the literal like final final ending is such a fun almost like little bow on this that it it just it just made the movie like a complete package. Like it felt like a fucking like little (laughs) little ride. I loved it. The the fucking effect of um, when people are exposed to the vacuum space in this is like so memorable. One of the most iconic disgusting. One of the most iconic looking things. And they just keep hanging it up too. They just keep zooming out. Oh my god, it's so ridiculous. I was like, "There's no way. How how can their faces go back can to normal?" You, can after you this believe now? the same motherfucker that made this made Hollow Man? I that God, it, it it's upsetting. They couldn't be further it's like, apart. Like this movie is yeah, all practical, yeah. and very little CG. Obviously, we're talking you know 10, 15, 20 years time between them. But well, it's just even like, even even that even that though, like like it, it doesn't have like this is just oozing character and attention to detail. Every like every frame of this movie has so much going on. Right. And then Hollow Man is like just gray. It's, it's also very funny. Like there's a lot of like like oh this movie yeah for tons sure. of gags and just like uh, you know just straight up punchline jokes and things like that. And one thing I, I I mentioned it earlier, but there's a lot of just like practical gags or like callbacks to things that you see earlier or referenced earlier. It's oh yeah yeah yeah. Um, like I'm thinking uh, about the taxi driver. He has a lot of one-liners that keep coming back. So it's just like I don't know. It was it, it was just like a fun little train ride for me. All right, um, Blitzer, why don't you go ahead and give your review? Yeah, um, Total Recall is one that I saw as a kid, and the only thing I remembered was there was a girl with three boobs, but I remember that she was green, so I clearly did not remember <laughs> shit about this movie. Well, um, that, it just made you hornier to think that she was green. Absolutely. I'm just attracted to you know alien three titties. I mean, what am I going to do? Um, hey, that's fine. But this movie is, is just fucking fascinating. There's so much going on. It's, it's managing to not only build this crazy in-depth world with all of these disparate characters... God damn it, Evan, can you stop typing? It's so distracting. Um, uh, But it builds that world while still managing to be funny and and interesting and twisty and turny. And it manages to do that like so confidently that you're just kind of whisked along. And then even if you miss something or you miss like a a plot point or a line or something, it doesn't really matter because there's going to be another one you're going to catch right back onto the rails. Um, So I super dig this, especially on retrospect. As I was watching it, it was almost like sensory overload, but... Now that I've had a couple of days to kind of like sit on it and bounce and think about it, I'm sit on it and bounce. I'm on I'm on train total recall. I fucking love this movie. It was really good, and um, I, I don't know. It's just it's an easy recommend. It's so interesting and and just not too self serious. It's definitely a gem. 
Cool. Uh, yeah, I'll go with mine now. Um, I, I'm definitely uh, on that same Total Recall train, Bluster. Um, I think that if you're going to watch this, you really should definitely watch um, watch it on Blu-ray or, or watch like the HD uh, version, rental, whatever. Um, this movie looks gorgeous. I, that was one thing I did not expect, like even just from a cinematography standpoint and and how the, the, the film stock looks and everything, like it looks so good. Um, this is definitely uh, Verhoeven's most like fun movie, I would say. Um, it's really got a great pace to it. Uh, it it's constantly kind of fucking with you and, and making you question every character, every motivation, every plot point in, in a very fun and engaging way. So yeah, for me, it's, it's a strong gem. Uh, Devin, what do you say? Um, yeah, I guess, uh, I don't know. Everything kind of, when I look back on it, it's cool. I, it's, it's, it's neat. There's the makeup's awesome, whatever. But I guess in the moment watching it, I, I kind of, I saw myself not, being fully invested in it. And I, I found myself on my phone a lot. I don't know what it is. I don't know. I felt this kind of similarly about Robocop, but that one did it more for me. I I respect and, and appreciate and see what's so fucking fun and cool about Total Recall. But for whatever reason, I just don't think it was fully for me. Um, I, between the moments of action and makeup and all that stuff, I, I was mm-hmm. kind of bored. I don't know. Maybe it's because I, I'm not a huge fan of Arnold Schwarzenegger as, you know, and maybe I thought he was a little boring. I don't know what it is. Can't put my finger on it. But there were points where I, I had to kind of snap out of it and, and, and focus on the movie again when I, when I kind of lost track of what was going on. Uh, it's cool, though. It's just not my favorite thing I've seen. It's certainly not my favorite V-Relvin. Um, Starship Troopers is, is by far my favorite I've seen so far. Um, yeah, I was actually going to ask each of us what our favorites are. but uh, Well, there's mine. V- there's yours. Starship Troopers, from beginning to end, since uh, from the first time I watched it and the last time I watched it, is, is, is just an absolute gem for me. This one, I see why people like it, but... I, it's just it's okay for me. Uh, it's a light gym for me, but that's just my opinion. Oh, I'm surprised you gave wow. it a gym, actually. But I, I get uh, it. I mean, it was just. Oh, it certainly wasn't. It was certainly cool. I mean, it wasn't. Listen, bad. if he gave if he gave Hollow Man, oh, yeah. not this, then Jesus. <laughs> no, fuck. Be fucking. I think riots. I think you're just saying it's not. You're not on that masterpiece level. No, uh, and I, I, there's just I don't know what. Maybe I'm just not as big in the sci-fi as I thought I once was. I, I, because again, like I, I didn't like Blade Runner. I didn't like the new Blade Runner. I, I don't know what it is. Um, yeah, I, you know, I, I grew up with Star Wars, and, and Star Wars will, will and forever be, and still is one of my favorite franchises. But beyond that, like as far as like sci-fi goes, like yeah, I love Alien, but Alien is like a horror sci-fi. I like right. fucking um, you know, Signs, but Signs is a horror sci-fi. I like. Maybe Men in Black is is the I don't know yeah there's <laughs> uh, sci-fi is weird for me I don't think I'm a big sci-fi head uh, gotcha. this is a full-on sci-fi movie uh, and, it, right. and it's whatever it's it, I liked it but it, you know it's not my my cup of tea necessarily I think that's why it worked more for me just like there was more stuff for me to latch on to it's also why I like Blade Runner even though it is I will totally admit it's boring the first one it's just seeing the cool visuals it's the world building yeah, thinking the world, about the world yeah. that's, the that's stuff the that world, gets me yeah horny. that shit doesn't get me as horny as unless you do it all together with, sure. with the star wars and with the men in blacks and stuff uh, but if you just give me a world and you just give me visuals i'm gonna i'm gonna zone out at some point i don't know and this one this one you. didn't it wasn't like that there was certainly crazy van van um van haven action uh they got the fucking he's got the patented like what do you call those things like blood capsule things or whatever the things that explode squibs yeah squibs, squibs. yeah these got when people get shot with a pistol they just explode <laughs> oh god yeah that's that and i love that that that's like definitely one one thing he does in like all i of love them, it yeah, yeah that's every not time a good i'm shocking but... i'm just like i can't believe this person's fucking arm is blowing up and they're getting shot a hundred times <laughs> yeah, like, yeah yeah there's yeah. the scene in the and, in the airport or whatever or in the train station oh, where yeah he literally just picks up a guy's corpse and is using it as a bullet shield Dude, and he's just getting blown oh, fuck, up. When yeah. I was watching that, I was like, this is, this is what I remember seeing on TV late at night as a kid. This kind of, this was this is what, for me, late 80s and early 90s action movies were. It, it was super violent. Dude's getting shot a thousand times before they fall over. Blood spurting <laughs> everywhere. Just That's what I remember as a kid when I watched action movies. Yeah, and sure. it's, it's fucking straight up. It's, 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 it's legit. I like it. Yeah, cool, cool. Um... 
yeah, I, I was, uh, oh, by the way, I should say that, uh, Dylan gave this a gem as well. Um, but yeah, what do you, so blue sir, what would be your favorite Verhoeven movie? So I've only, I don't, I don't know all the movies he's done. I've only seen the four we've mentioned on here. Out of the big, out of the big four. Uh, definitely Starship Troopers to me, Starship Troopers has oh, like, wow. okay. it's, it's probably not the most amazing or interesting or in-depth or, you know, analytical movie he's made. But to me, it's like, it has that perfect, like clean kind of veneer where I don't feel icky watching it. It's very fun and self-aware and like super to the point. And I just get to watch some fucking aliens blow up. And Johnny Rico is just an absolute gem of a, of a savage. I love Jay Reeks. <laughs> I'm a Rico. Uh, um, I'm a Rico yeah. for sure. <laughs> Johnny Frico. Uh, cool. Cool. I, I actually don't really know where I fall. I actually think I like them all about equally, or at least the three, I, I would say hollow man is obviously my least favorite, but, um, I don't know. I like them all for different reasons. It's so hard for me. I guess if I was pushed, I'd probably say Starship Troopers, but honestly, Total Recall might be. I don't know. Yeah, Total Recall is sure. good. It's got some rewatchability. Just, just from like a purely like per, like a uh, personal perspective, I just I had a lot of fun with Total Recall. I don't know. Well, anyway, awesome. Uh, so that's the Verhoeven episode. So I was thinking, um, do you guys have anything you want to recommend? Uh, that people <laughs> like get into uh maybe something like long form while they're quarantined like do you have any suggestions i guess i got a couple things to say one that is completely not your question but first off i want to say that i I mentioned this to you you guys but just i was feeling a fun movie because i through all this bullshit so i wanted to watch some fun tv oh i know where you're going oh yeah and i threw on the breakfast club which i hadn't seen since i was a kid and that was one of the most delightful i haven't seen it either Oh my God. It was just one of the most delightful, wholesome things I've ever seen in my life. So purely beautifully 80s, but also way more sobering and real than I thought it was ever going to get. I just assumed it was going to be fucking uh, just like 80s music and dancing and oh, we're kids getting drunk and whatever. I didn't realize really what the premise even was. I couldn't mm-hmm. remember. Yeah. But it, it goes from full on fun 80s and great comedy and teen stuff to really sobering and real. And it, and it ended with just this perfect ending, a pure, perfect little bow. And I... I haven't been that giddy coming out of a movie in, I want to say, years or months. I was literally just smiling. I went out and by myself and had to, like, kind of let it let it digest. And I was like, this, is, this I think this is my favorite. Like, are we best friends now? Like, this is for real. This is going to be a movie. I'm going to revisit this movie every year. I swear to God, this movie, I almost wanted to put on the next day. And I decided, you know what? I'm going to let myself, you know, be awake, space myself in the movie for a little bit so that <laughs> next time I watch it, I'm going to get more out of it. So I can't just immediately rewatch this movie. So that's my, my first thing I want to say. It, it put on a okay. fun movie. Put on a fun movie that's not necessarily going to have dark themes or anything. Uh, it was very helpful. Secondly, what I have been doing every night uh, with, with this dis- social distancing. Jack, jacking off. Jacking off, social distancing, six feet away from my roommates. But I make sure they're at least six feet, like just six feet away. So, so they can see so you they jacking, can see off. Me jacking off. Great. No, mo- good, no good, more good. than six feet, no less. Good. Um, but I also, on top of that, I, I've been doing a lot of uh, 90s style point and click games, um, which yes. are a lot yes. of fun. The ones we're playing are anywhere between six and ten hours, so not too long, but it's also something you can kind of beat over the span of a week or two. Um, you know, if you play an hour or two a night, maybe it tops. Uh, yeah. And I've, I've been doing yeah. it over Discord or Skype, whatever you guys use to, to talk. I've been doing it with my brothers who live in Chattanooga and Philadelphia, respectively. Um, so, yeah, I think that's a really fun, very low-key, easy thing to do. If you're not a huge gamer, you're not a guy who wants to pick up a controller and intensely game, uh, point and clicks, you can have one person control it, and then you can Skype your buddies or Discord your buddies, and then just kind of all talk through this puzzle game, which isn't you know, a dexterity game by any stretch. You're not really using anything mm-hmm. but clicking. It's literally called a point and click style game. It's all puzzle based. It's all story based. Um, and there's a shit ton of them in the 90s. Um, yeah, we're we're playing. I recommend Day of the Tentacle. There was a remastered version. Yep, that's a good one. Yep, I, I beat that when it came out in the early nineties. You guys, um, and uh, I'm playing it again. You may you may dig the um the recently unearthed uh, Blade Runner point. Yes, it's I, I really, played that as a kid really too. Good. I need and I, I want to replay that uh, one. Yeah, it it just kind of got re released. Um, there's there's actually a really good site to get these. It's called GoodOldGames.com or a G O G. Yeah, so they they have um like a whole point and click uh section and most of them are like retro ones yeah th- those are great games um yeah. I-, I don't know if you guys have checked out kentucky route zero that's really good i, I yeah. really i'm interested in that the only reason we haven't is because it seems it's, it's less puzzle based and more kind of like narrative based and, uh, and character based i guess and we, we like the puzzling uh, ones but i don't know 
it is i guess it is definitely still puzzly but yeah there is more it's a little more serious i guess what uh, that sometimes. being said we just recently beat and this is another recommendation life is strange and that movie that game fucking yeah real. that game's great almost a movie incredible. because it, yeah it might as well be a movie so it might like as well movie, be yeah yeah like a choose your own adventure movie yeah and the reason i'm cool. kind of throwing these out is because um i imagine most of the people that listen, like, listen to us are our generation or older um these are games yeah, that you yeah. don't yeah you don't have to be a young gamer a fucking Fortnite kid uh, to get into it do the flossing dance or whatever people do these <laughs> you can also you could do that while you play if you, you want. could do that those games are great just because they're they're a way to be social without having to like necessarily be near somebody or even be like within arm's reach because it's kind of like a casual like like when man and i used to play those games would be on the couch just chilling having yep. a beer and it's like yeah it's a very social yeah. and that being yeah. said yeah. I, I think that a lot of our listeners even have kids i my earliest memories with my dad was all three of us kids me and my two brothers sitting in my dad's lap while he played a point and click and that like it was a really fun little like damn that's the most wholesome son. shit i ever heard it was very nice it was a fun little wholesome uh, bonding thing between me and so like that's something we we grab onto to to this day from the early 90s and that's why we're kind of revisiting nice. it as brothers uh it's a good cool. thing to do with your kids your friends whatever uh cool so uh one thing i'll throw out is um uh, a netflix binge recommendation uh the new season of castlevania just came out and nice. that that show is way better than you would expect a uh cartoon essentially to be uh, based on a video game to be yeah yeah it's so fucking good um i i try and sing its praise as much as i can because it's almost like watching um like a more uh a, a more a more serious more more gory but just overall like deeper saturday morning cartoon fuck um, yeah it's it's really 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 fucking good if you have any interest at all in like horror stuff i i would highly recommend it it's even even if you don't care about the video game at all uh, I, I would still recommend it I've heard awesome uh things. blue blue sir do you have anything or i got nothing to offer just just drink alcohol and jack off i was gonna yeah. say yeah damn those are two great alcohol things is not to a do. terrible recommendation jacking off neither i'm about to start <laughs> the first episode as soon as we get off here uh, of the show yellowstone that's written basically created by taylor sheridan who is the writer of interesting okay of wind river and sicario oh, and stuff. damn uh, oh i i haven't watched it yet but um the the new show uh from the dude that did annihilation and ex machina is supposed to be really oh, good yeah, it's, called- it's called devs devs yeah it's, it's, it's on Hulu. alex garland yep um yeah i've heard i've heard it's uh very good so I, i'm excited to check that out um this one i i do have one more recommendation and you guys will i uh, would not really be interested but um the weirdly the harley quinn cartoon that just came out is Whoa. so fucking good wow <laughs> it is so goddamn good um it is just like very 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 funny it is definitely not for kids it's super super gory it's like sort of like super jail gore at times Fuck yes. um but they and they say lots and lots of potty words the first episode is like a little a, feels a little try hard but um stick with it because it gets so goddamn good and and weirdly like really topical it's it's weird um but yeah definitely check that out it, it's really cool if, if you even have the tiniest bit of interest in that Hell yeah. All right, cool. Um, so uh, I guess that's going to be it for this week. Um, everybody, thank you for listening. Please stay safe. Hopefully you're not fucking out at work. I know a lot of people are. That's unfortunate if you are, but, you know, do what you got to do. Um, I guess that's it. Anything else you guys want to say? Uh, fucking, yeah. Stay safe. Stay spooky. And uh, hit, hit us up if you end up uh, trying out any of those recommendations and enjoying them. I'm, I'm curious what people think. Yeah, because uh, we're going to be bored out of our oh, yeah. fucking minds. Right. Reach out to us. We're lonely. Reach out to us. Yeah, Twitter, <laughs> at HorribleCast, HorriblePockets at Gmail. Just fucking Discord, whatever. Just hit us up. Yep, yep, yep. Hit us up. Uh, And yep, on behalf of the Horrible Crew, thanks for listening. Stay spooky. Ooh. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Mm-hmm.